Hey, you guys, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is episode number 636. It is Wednesday, July 18th. We're continuing our series from MomStrong International, Is That Really in the Bible? Today, we're going to be talking about the verse from John chapter 14, verses 12 to 14, that says, ask for anything in my name. What does that mean? Does God really mean anything? Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, so a couple of things before we dive into John chapter 14. Um, I am going to have a really good friend of mine on the show with me on Friday. Ginger Hubbard is going to be coming on, talking to parents who are having trouble taming their child's tongue. She has a new book out called I Can't Believe You Just Said That. We are also doing a giveaway uh, at the Heidi St. John podcast. So you can find those at the show notes and also over at the blog. But Ginger is amazing and you guys are going to love her. So I hope that you'll tune in on Friday for that. She talks about uh, just the things that come out of our children's mouths. And really, I got to thinking, they kind of come out of our mouths too. So every chapter of her book deals with something that parents are dealing with with their children, whining and lying and tattling and manipulating, interrupting, complaining, blame shifting, aggravating, bragging. Oh my goodness, I'm going to stop because I see myself in some of those. <laughs> so anyway, uh, she's going to turn our attention to God's word. And that's where we want to be ten- We're sending our children always, right? Is to the word of God to say, listen, God's word has an answer for the struggles that we're facing. God is not silent on the issues that we're facing. Why? Because we've been facing these same issues for a very long time because of our sin nature. So uh, you guys are going to love that. So tune in on Friday to hear my friend Ginger Hubbard. Also, some kind of fun things happening right now. We're just uh, just a whisper away from announcing the launch team application to come up. You need to purchase to pre-order prayers for the battlefield if you'd like to be a part of the launch team. We're going to have a really great time. I'm excited about that. Just really excited to see what God does uh, through prayers for the battlefield. So uh, that's something that is coming up. If you haven't left a review for Becoming MomStrong over at Amazon or wherever books are sold, it would sure be a blessing uh, to us to see that book continue to go out and empower mothers to raise up a generation of children that understand God's word and understand God's world and their place in it. Uh, That sort of brings me to what we're doing over at MomStrong International. I wanted to let you guys know my schedule coming up. Um, I've taken a break for the most, well, let me just, I'm going to use the term break loosely. (laughs) As you know, uh, we ripped up the carpet in our house and uh, essentially uh, had to move out. And I've been slowly moving things back in and getting rid. I got rid of 60% of my books. I got rid of, I'm kind of, I decided with somebody whose life is as busy as mine, uh, my house needs to be more restful than it was feeling. And so I've I've sort of gone minimalist. And I've set some books aside that I'm going to start giving away. So if you're not following me on Instagram, Uh, Follow me over there. I'm going to start putting some of my favorite books that I've already read or books that I had duplicates of, and I'm going to start giving them away on Instagram just to sort of bless you guys. I think I'm going to do them in groups of uh, two or three, Uh, especially some of the guests that I've had on. I've got duplicate books to give away, and I'm just paring my stuff down. I'm going to be talking a little bit about that too on Monday at Mailbox Monday because the timing was right. Uh, Next Monday, we'll be talking about... um, uh, 
clutter and just what to do about clutter. And a lot of people have been asking me about that because they've been kind of following me on Instagram. I'm telling you what, you guys, I walk into my house now and I'm like, it just feels so restful. Not as much stuff on the walls, not as much furniture, not as just not as much stuff. Uh, It's freeing. And we did that with every room in the house except for one. And uh, I don't have the energy to get to that room. (laughs) So that'll probably be uh, next uh, quote break. But if that's something you're thinking about doing, uh, keep following me over at Instagram and uh, we're we're kind of going ahead with that. Also, I wanted to let you know where I'm going to be coming up. Uh, my next event is actually in Iowa, in Cedar Falls. I'm going to be speaking for the Women's Conference at Prairie Lakes Church on August 24th and 25th. And we're going to be having a Prayers for the Battlefield pre-release event there. And so I am r- ridiculously excited about this. I think it's going to be a great event. So if you're anywhere in uh, the Cedar Falls, Iowa area, or for goodness sake, um, come on out. Uh, we would love to see you. I think it's going to be a great event. I don't know how full that event is, but I have linked to it. I will link to it in the show notes today. And then my next MomStrong conference is coming up Jul- uh, July, not July, September 21st and 22nd. Uh, that's going to be held again uh, in Houston in Katy, Texas, actually, it's the Houston uh, general area at Katy's First. So please come out. You guys are going to love that. We had a great time there last time. We expect that event will fill up again. So you can register for that right now, September 21 and 22 uh, in Katy, Texas. So we're really excited about that. Coming up in October, my schedule really starts to ramp up again. On October 5th, we're going to be hosting a VIP event ahead of the October 6th MomStrong Conference. We're just calling that an evening with the St. John's. We're going to be doing some music. We're going to be talking about uh, marriage and parenting. You're going to meet some of our kids and uh, talk about kind of what God's been doing. So uh, that event registration is not live yet, but it will be very quickly. So uh, mark it on your calendar. If you're in the Portland, Vancouver, Seattle, Tacoma, Olympia area, um, you'll want to save that date. October 6th is the MomStrong Conference. And if you're in the area and want to come to the VIP event, on October 5th, uh, you're invited to that as well. The 12th and 14th, I will be in uh, Herndon, Virginia at the two to one conference. Really excited about that. And then in November, I will be going back to the Mount Hope Christian Center in Boston to kind of finish what I started there a couple of months ago um, at the tea, uh, the women's tea. So I'm really excited. That's November 9 to 11 in the Boston, Massachusetts area. So Um, I'll be speaking all over the place this fall, and I hope you guys will get an opportunity uh, to come out and say hello, and I would love to just uh, hug your neck. My schedule for 2019 is almost completely full. You can see it at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. All right, let's go ahead and dig into today's MomStrong International Bible Study. If you have not signed up, you can do that. It's not too late. You can jump in. We are doing a summer series called, Is That Really in the Bible? Studying the whole counsel of God. So I've been talking about what it means to uh, to study the word of God, to be in the word so that you understand the context of the verse that you're reading and don't take it out of context. The Bible warns us about adding anything to the word and taking things away. So we wanna understand God's heart when we read God's word. We wanna use scripture to interpret scripture as my friend Kay Arthur would say. So the passage that we're studying this week at MomStrong International is John chapter 14, verses 12 to 14, but I'm going to read a little bit 
uh, above it and a little bit below it so you can kind of get an idea of what's going on in John chapter 14. So Jesus is really comforting his disciples at this point. Uh, they know that um, that the time of his crucifixion is coming up, and they and they've seen a lot. I mean, hello, they're living uh, in a time where Christians were literally being killed for their faith. And listen to what Jesus says in at the very beginning of John chapter fourteen. He says, "Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you." I will come back and take you with me so that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. In verse five, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So Jesus is is making a strong case for the Trinity here. He's making a strong case for, he's saying, listen, if you know me, you know God. Uh, because if you've seen me, you've seen God. And he goes on to say, from now on, you do know him and have seen him. Why? Because Jesus makes the claim that he is God. Philip goes on to say, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Verse nine, Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you for such a long time, anyone who has seen the Father has seen me. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. So before we get started on this, let's come before the Father in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you've made so clear to us your love for human beings and your love for your children. Thank you that your word says that creation declares who you are and that your word reveals the truth about your plan for our lives. Father, I pray that as we study this verse today, that you would give us clarity of thought, Lord, that you would open our eyes to anything that we may be missing. Holy Spirit, we ask that you just fill us up and encourage us by the power of your spirit. You are the encourager. We love you, Father. We thank you for the promises that are in your word and for the preciousness of your word. And we ask that you would bless it as we study it today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we really are on uh, week three. I can't even believe it. Really, you guys, I mean, this is episode 636. We're moving through the month of July. Uh, at a pretty good pace here. But I wanna just touch on this. And if you want more information, uh, join MomStrong International. It's just $8 a month and you're gonna get a beautifully illustrated study that's gonna take you deeper with your children. It comes with a with a component called uh, Kid Strong. So we're gonna help you teach your children. If you've got teenagers, invite them into the study with you. You can become a leader with MomStrong International and you can lead 
a Bible study group right in your home or in your church. So um, if you've been part of Christian circles for more than five minutes, you or somebody that you know has probably said the phrase in Jesus' name at the end of a prayer. Well, where does that phrase come from and what does it mean? John 14 says, I will do whatever you ask. Here it comes. Here's where it comes from, in my name. So is this a phrase that we simply tack on to the end of our prayers? Does it mean that if we say just the right words that we can pray for and get whatever we want? Let's look at what Jesus is saying in context to get an idea of what this famous verse means. And I have heard so many people uh, say that um, if you ask for it in Jesus' name, um, he's gonna, he'll give you whatever you ask. And isn't that what the Bible says? John 14, verses 13 and 14, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. So does reading this verse in context bring more clarity to you? I want you to think about that. Um, here are some power-packed prayers that I want you to uh, to think about with me. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 to 16. We have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God, and there we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. Our prayers have power in them because we come to the Father in the authority of his Son, Jesus. And if you were to deliver a present or a message uh, or request to someone and you said, I come in the name of the President of the United States, would they? Would people take you seriously? Yeah, they would, right? That's how we come to the Father. We come to him with all the authority of the name above all names, which is Jesus. And we wanna pray God's will, right? First John chapter five, verses 14 and 15 uh, assures us, he says, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, and since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. And when we study the Bible in context, one of the first things we wanna look at is the immediate context, but also we wanna find out what other parts of the Bible are saying about the topic that we're studying. And this verse tells us to pray in Jesus' name, but also to pray according to his will. So there's a couple of components. And in the Bible uh, and in the ancient word, a name wasn't just a way to identify somebody. It represented who they are, their character and their reputation. So to pray in the name of Jesus is to pray in accordance with the character and will of Jesus. Listen, this is so important, you guys. God isn't a, some sort of cosmic vending machine. He's not a genie that's gonna grant you three wishes if you say the right words. God doesn't promise to give you a big house or a new car or just the right parking uh, spot at the mall, which I've literally heard people ask for uh, on the big hair station, right? He doesn't promise to do that. He doesn't promise that if you tack on the words in Jesus' name at the end of your request, he'll give you whatever you want. But Lord, he, here's what he does do. When we pray for things like godliness, wisdom, contentment, peace, the fruit of the Spirit, the Bible says that God delights to give those good gifts to his children, and it brings him glory. So then the next question always is, um, okay, that's great. It sounds great to pray God's will, but how do I know what his will is? This is a great question, and we're going to dig in a little bit deeper over at Mom Strong International and teach you exactly what this means. But I want to give you just a couple of things. Uh, in John 15, verses 7 and 16, Jesus said, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it'll be done for you. You didn't choose me. I chose you. 
I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask using my name. When we remain in Christ, we start desiring the things he desires as we become like him. And then his will becomes our will. As we get to know his character more and more, our prayers will truly be in Jesus' name. So when seeking God's will, we want to always start with what's revealed in his word. When we pray scripture, we can have full confidence that we are praying for God's revealed desires. And by the way, the Psalms are a great place to start. I can remember uh, my grandmother Uh, when she would pray. My grandmother was a Bible teacher. My grandfather was a pastor. And I grew up just steeped in the word, listening to them, particularly praying. And I remember my grandmother one day saying to me, because she was hearing my prayer for something, I can't remember what it was, probably a new uh, Barbie doll or something. And she was saying, Heidi, do you believe that God wants to give you good things? And I said, yes, grandma, I, I believe he wants to give me good things. And her words to me, so poignant, she just said, then when you pray, remind uh, the Lord already knows your heart. And so ask the Lord, Father, whatever it is you want for me, that's what I want to. Um, and she was the first person to really teach me to want to seek after the things that God wanted for me, not just the things that I wanted for myself. Um, and I'm going to end with one more story really quick because I'm out of time. But um, I, w- I remember uh, very, very distinctly, my husband and I were going through a really hard financial time about 10 years ago. And uh, we were caught up in the the housing crisis and it seemed like everything that could go wrong went wrong. And we began to look for a different house to live in. And uh, I remember my father-in-law who has since gone to heaven, he came over to our house one day and I was lamenting the struggle that we were in. And it was probably the hardest uh, financial struggle I think that Jay and I had ever faced. We've been through a lot of struggles in our nearly 30 years of marriage, but this was uh, an unexpected thing. We hadn't done anything by our standard. We hadn't done anything wrong. Uh, and we were frustrated by what was happening. And Jay's dad repeated to me what my grandma said. He said, Heidi, do you think that God wants good things for his children? And I think at that point, I was like, well, I, I think he does, but I'm, I felt I was discouraged by what was happening uh, around me. And he said, where, do you, where, where are you guys looking for a place to live? And I, I kind of told him, and he said, you know, he said, I'm going to, he said, you've ever prayed for anything extravagant? And I was like, listen, I'm not into that prosperity gospel stuff. I don't, I don't think it honors God. And, uh, and he said, I'm going to start believing for you then. I'm going to start praying for something um, extravagant for you. And as it, as it turned out, I mean, uh, his words, I mean, I, the faith of that man, we, had, we went to the beach as a family and he was just looking on Craigslist like we always do. Our family's like a bunch of, we're a thrift store people because, you know, we all went to Bible, <laughs> went to Bible college and you learn to live thriftily that way. And I think I will always be that way. Uh, I just love to do that. And he found a house on Craigslist and he was like, look at this house. Well, we looked at it and we were like, it was painted sort of this, uh, I don't know, a split pea green color. And it was overgrown with weeds, but the description of the house was that it was big enough for both of our families to live in. And so we thought, and it had two kitchens and we thought, well, we could probably, you know, work on it and we could probably, um, we could probably make that work. So when we came home from the beach, we drove out, out into the country to look at this house and sure enough, it was overgrown, just brambles everywhere, this horrible looking, you know, color on the house. The yard had a ton of work to be done. There were rocks everywhere. The house had been abandoned. But we began to look in the windows and we could not believe what 
what our eyes were seeing. Here is a house that we'd been praying for for like probably at least five years. It was big enough for uh, Jay's dad because we knew we were going to have to take care of dad uh, as he had an advanced uh, kidney disease. And we were trying to get mom and dad to sort of live next door to us or live in our neighborhood. And the Lord was very clearly saying, you're going to move. And so then it became, well, Lord, what do you want? And we started saying, Lord, what do you want? Because we want what you want. And the Lord provides, I mean, we ended up uh, buying this foreclosure and uh, which is the, this is the same house that I live in now that I just got, we just got done tearing the carpet up in, (laughs) Uh, but it was big enough for Jay's mom and dad and for our family. It had two kitchens, all the things that we had prayed for. And I remember looking at Jay's dad about five or six months later and saying, how, how, how did you start uh, praying like that? Uh, because I, I guess in my just kind of grown up in my uber conservative, you know, Christianity, it just never occurred to me to say, Father, I'm going to ask for exceedingly abundantly beyond what I could ask or think, and then just trust that you can do it, that you can provide in that way. And I think sometimes uh, it's our lack of faith that keeps us from praying those kinds of prayers. And I'll never forget what Jay's dad said to me. Uh, he said, you know, Heidi, he said, do you love your children? And I was like, yeah, of course, you know, and this is before we'd had our seventh. And he said, do you want good things for your kids? Well, yes, of course. He said, you know, God wants good things for you. And sometimes those things he gives us, those good things come through trial. And sometimes they come through suffering. And sometimes they come through answering a prayer that was so extravagant that we um, didn't even know if he would do it, but we believe that he would. And I was so blessed and ministered to by his faith and his willingness to go beyond. And I think that was really what helped my husband and I begin to pray for the Homeschool Resource Center. Uh, That was that that, um, 10 years ago, that prayer became Lord, we need a homeschool resource center. The parents that are in our county need something. We began to pray for something exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think, began to pray scripture, began to say, Father, if this is what you want, if this is what you desire, this is what uh, we would like to do, if it's in accordance with your will and with your word. And so I want to encourage you, uh, take your requests before the Lord in prayer. Trust his heart and say, Father, uh, we want your will. Um, God's work done in God's way will never, ever lack God's supply. We serve an incredible God. So when you pray, uh, learn to pray in the name of Jesus and pray in accordance with the character and the will of Jesus, and then trust that God's heart is always, ever, only good. He is for you, uh, men and women, and he loves you and he longs to hear and answer our prayers. So I hope you guys have been encouraged today. For more information about this particular Bible study to go a little bit deeper with me, uh, head on over to MomStrong International and you can sign up there. There's a free scripture writing challenge. And I want to encourage you, uh, becoming a subscriber at MomStrong International is the best way for you to support this podcast. It helps us keep it on the air and it helps us to get uh, the word out to the thousands and thousands of people that listen to this podcast every week. So we appreciate your listening and I appreciate you leaving reviews for this podcast over at iTunes. If you guys have been encouraged, if you've got a question you would like to see answered at Mailbox Monday, shoot me an email, podcast at thebusymom.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day, and I'll see you back here with my friend Ginger on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.